One. Hi, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to our Saturday morning service at 1030 live on Facebook at Elisha Mark Ministries. Um, we love you guys. Thank you. Have you uh, noticed the beard? Yes, that's what quarantine does to a man. You put a man in the cave and he comes out with a beard. So, uh, yeah, there, there you go. Put any man in the cave and he'll come out with a beard. Praise God forevermore. Um, let's just pray and get into a word of prayer. Thank you for joining us. We love you all. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you live on Saturday too. We thank you where two or three are gathered. You're here in our midst. I ask that the word goes forth unchecked and unhindered today um, to every available voice on every available network that you just spread this word, spread the gospel to ears that need it, hearts that need it. If anyone's in fear that you touch them today, wherever they are in the world, that you are faithful. You're a faithful father that provides every need for, their, for your children and that uh, you are the God of protection. You're the God of peace. You are Jehovah, Jireh, our provider, Jehovah Rapha, our healer. So we give you all the praises and uh, just release your faith with me. Believe with me that the word comes forth today and that hearts are receptive to receive it because I believe that's a word in season for everybody listening today. And please, if you would push the share link on, our, on your Facebook feed there and share it with somebody. Somebody needs this message. Amen. Uh, word of encouragement and hope today. So thank you again. We're going to get right into it. Um, go with me, if you want, in your Bibles to Romans 13.1. And actually, the title of this message is The Love Walk. Um, I've been, uh, yesterday, there's been extra time to read the Word. I hope you're reading the Word more than ever. Uh, it's a great time to do it. I just had an image sitting in my backyard reading the Word. I read uh, the book of Jude, the book of James, and the book of Galatians. And that's what this message is primarily on Galatians today, the Lord put in my, in my heart. But I was in my backyard, just had the Bible open all day, total immersion, watched Kenneth Copeland, uh, the Victory Campaign live, and I uh, was just totally immersed in God. And what a great day we're living in, amen? That we have extra time. You just cast all your cares on Him because he, he cares for you. And you just dive into the Word I encourage you like never before. Keep your Bible open all day, amen? And keep on going back to it. These are great times. But I was in the backyard and I just had a great image of the United States and more Bibles open right now and in your neck of the woods and all the world. More Bibles open than any time ever. And God just looking down from heaven, well pleased that families are in the Word. They're dwelling in unity. Their households are becoming springs of love, springs of unity, springs of hope and peace. And what a great image. And it, I just got the sense from God that it was well pleasing in His sight. That right now is well pleasing in His sight. So I encourage you to take advantage of the time. The Bible says, redeem the time as you see the day approaching. So let's redeem these times together in the Word of God and get in the Word like never before. Because it's our answer for everything. Anything you'll ever deal with. God's got it covered. Amen. Can I get it? Amen. Let's start in. Um, so quarantine. There's been a, a mandate from our government to stay at home. And um, I just want to go over two scriptures on government and um, obeying the government. Amen. So let's start in Romans 13, 1 through 2. So we're endeavoring to stay at home. Amen. And you should too. Um, the Christian is one who obeys the government and those in authority. Amen. We're not... Um, Christians aren't anarchists, amen? And we don't operate in a spirit of hate and rebellion. Um, God, it says here, let's just read the verse. God has set up and appointed governments, amen? And we're to obey, amen? Romans 13, 1 and 2 says, obey the government. Well, that's plain enough, isn't it? 
Obey the government. This is Paul the Apostle speaking. For God is the one who has put it there. There is no government anywhere that God has not placed in power. So those who refuse to obey the laws of the land are refusing to obey God and punishment will follow. So you obey the rules of the land and you'll, st- you'll just keep on getting blessed. Amen. But if you don't, it says punishment will follow. Now go with me to First um, Timothy 2.1. I hope everyone's familiar with this scripture. You know, I've prayed over this government more than any other government in the past. I believe in this government more than any other government that I've been alive to witness. Um, I sowed my ballot for President Trump with all my faith in me when it looked like Hillary was going to get elected. I sowed that ballot in faith and praise God President Trump got elected. The perfect man for the hour. A businessman. Amen. He's doing some great things. Amen. He's got a three-month stimulus plan. Uh, he's got it pretty well figured out, I think. So praise God for the president who's supposed to be in the office that God appointed, God elected, prophets prophesied him into office, uh, the most praying prophet in the White House we've had yet, who brings prayer ministers in, spirit-filled ministers in, praise in tongues. Praise God for that. Amen. That we elected the right man for the right hour. So we just pray for him and bless him according to 1 Timothy 2.1, which says, therefore, Again, Paul the Apostle, I exhort first of all, so this should be the first thing we do when we wake up, that supplications, prayers, and intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings, and for all who are in authority. That, so here's the, here's the reward, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and dignity. For this is good, and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior. There's a lot of Christians out there that may have to forgive our government first before they're able to even start praying for them. Amen? So I urge you, if that's one of you today, I urge you to forgive our government and to start praying for President Trump, start praying for our cabinet, start praying for these men who are making critical decisions in this hour like never before. Amen? If my people will humble themselves and pray, I shall heal your land, saith the Lord. Amen. What a great time to get in the word, total immersion in him, and just get on our hands and knees and pray as a family. Amen. God is restoring the family unit. Amen. God is restoring families in this day. What a time of peace for the Christian. Amen. When the world's in an upheaval, we have perfect peace because our eyes are fixed on him. So again, I encourage you to get in the word of the living God more than you ever have in your life. Amen. It will bring peace, nourishment, comfort, and so much goodness to you in these last days. Amen. So just a little word there on government because we have been nourished to stay at home in quarantine. Amen. So praise God to obey your local government. Amen. That's just what the word says to do. Amen. So praise God forevermore. And don't stop praying for him. Now go with me to Matthew, if you will. And before we get to Galatians, I just want to read this. This was in my spirit, Matthew 24. I was awoken in 2015 when Barack Obama was still in office uh, by an earthquake in Aliso Viejo. And immediately at 6 a.m., the Holy Spirit brought this word to me. He said, wars and rumors of wars. And I knew exactly what scripture he was talking about. This was 2015. And I went straight to Matthew 24. And this is the verse then, and this is the verse for today. Matthew 24, verse 3. Again, thank you for being with us. We love all our family, all our friends online. Thank you. We love everyone. We love you all. What a big family of faith we have. Amen. Praise God forevermore. Matthew 24, 3 says, Now as he sat on the Mount of Olives, Jesus, the disciples came to him privately, saying, Tell us, when will these things be, and what will be the sign of your coming? 
and the end of the age. Verse 4 says, And Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no one deceives you. Take heed that man does not deceive you. For many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ. I am the anointed one. I'm him. <laughs> and will deceive many. There's going to be many who are deceived by this, by these men. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled. Now, this is a commandment from our high priest, our commander-in-chief, the Lord Jesus Christ. You have to see to it personally that you are not troubled. That's a commandment. Fear not. See to it that you are not troubled. Made anxious, any anxiety, any care, any stress, any worry, this is on you and me. See to it that you are not troubled. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For a nation will rise against nation, race wars, and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines, pestilences, and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Then, after all these things, they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you. <laughs> Glory, it's going to be a Christian. Amen. It's a high call. Praise God. And you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. Well, you're going to be tested in the end days. Amen. It says many will leave and depart from the faith in the end days. I hope that's not us. Amen. We serve Jesus all the way. Amen. Into paradise. And then many will be offended. Offense will be rampant in the end days, it says. Verse 10. Mass offense takes place first. We'll betray one another. People will rise up and betray one another. And will hate one another. Hatred. Then many false prophets. So after this mass offense comes the rising up of false prophets that stems from offense. Then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. Again, deceit. And because lawlessness will abound, like those words, the word in Romans we just read, by not obeying your government, lawlessness will abound, and the love of many will grow cold. That's the verse I wanted to get to. The love of many will grow cold because of lawlessness. But he who endures, or I put loves, he who loves and endures to the end shall be saved in every area of their life. If you keep on hold tight to your love walk and your love commandment, there is a shield of protection and blessings upon you all the days of your life. Sozo, saved in every area of your life until the end. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations. And then the end will come. Well, you have to stay in your love commandment. You have to fit, cultivate first love in your house, where you live, in order to take love out from your home. And that's what the Lord's doing. He's cultivating a household of love so that we can take love from our houses into the world. You won't share the good news with anyone if you're not walking in your love command. I can tell. If I'm perturbed when I leave the house, if I'm angry or bitter before I leave the home, I'm not going to go share the gospel with anyone because it takes love to share the good news with people. You have to walk in your love command just to share the gospel and tell someone about Jesus. Amen. You have to love the lost to a point where you desire to share with the lost how salvation, how you were saved, how good Jesus has been to you, the peace you have in your life. That takes walking in your love command to even preach the good news anywhere. Amen. Or share it with anyone. So praise God for our love commandment in these last days. Again, the Bible says in Matthew, Jesus told us that the love of many will wax cold. And he's speaking to us, his disciples, to the body of Christ. 
So I hope that's not us. Amen. I endeavor to stay strong in the one commandment we have from our commander in chief to stay in love and to walk in love. Amen. Now go with me to Galatians. Galatians. Praise God. Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. Right there. Turn with me to Galatians 5, if you will. Oh, praise Jesus. I hope this message comes forth unchecked and unhindered from any outside distraction uh, that may be present in Jesus' name. The Word of God is living and real and so powerful. Okay, Galatians 5.1. Is everybody there? Amen. Hold on. <laughs> you are loved. <laughs> Receive the love, believe the love, minister the love. You're a recipient and a minister of the love of God. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty by which Christ has made us free. This is Paul the Apostle speaking to us, the church. Stand fast, therefore, in the freedom by which Christ the Anointed One has made you free. And do not be entangled again with a yoke of bondage, hatred, or fear. Any yoke of bondage. Indeed, I, Paul, say to you that if you become circumcised, Christ will profit you nothing. And I testify again to every man who becomes circumcised that he is a debtor to keep the whole law. So once you start working the law for your righteousness or good standing, you're going to have to keep the whole thing. And that's not what Paul's instructing us to do. We are saved by grace through faith. Amen. Praise God forevermore. We are righteous through Jesus Christ, period. Not the works of the law or not the works of the flesh or any good work you will do. Amen. Make sure you're not doing good works out of condemnation. Make sure you're doing good works from your place of righteousness and right standing. Amen. Because out of the works of condemnation are flesh and they won't have any rewards. But if you're doing your works from a place of righteousness where God is fueling you, the Holy Spirit's telling you, do this, go there, uh, you're going to be rewarded for those good works. Amen. Praise God forevermore. You're not under the law. You're saved by grace. You have become estranged. Sorry, verse 3. And I testify again to every man who becomes circumcised that he is a debtor to keep the whole law. You have become estranged from Christ, you who attempt to be justified by the law or by good works. You have fallen from grace. For we through the Spirit eagerly wait for the hope of righteousness by faith through Jesus Christ through faith in Christ. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision avails anything. In him, the works of Allah avail nothing. But faith working through love. Your faith works through love. My faith works through love. Say it with me. My faith works through love. I wrote, love is the carrier of my faith. Love is what carries your faith to produce in your life. Love is the carrier of our faith that brings us into the promises of God. And there's over 7,000 of them. A promise for every situation you'll ever face in your life. Find the, the three steps to success. Find the will of God that covers your situation. Confer not with flesh and blood because they'll talk you out of it. And then number three, do it at all costs. Do what the word says. Amen. Find the word that covers your situation. Don't talk to man about it. Do it at all costs. Those are the three steps to godly success. Amen. If you follow that pattern, you'll live a blessed, well life. Amen. Praise God. The word covers every situation you and me will ever face. In Christ Jesus, neither circumcision 
sorry, verse 5, for we through the Spirit eagerly wait for the hope of righteousness by faith, verse 6, for in Christ Jesus neither circumcision nor uncircumcision avails anything, but faith working through love. Faith will always be working if you're working and walking in love, amen? Faith will always be working if you're walking in love, amen? And you want your faith to work in these last days. Verse 7 says, you ran well. Who hindered you from obeying the truth or your love commandment or your love walk? Paul is talking about love here. The title of this section is Love Fulfills the Law. If you love, you're not going to steal. You're not going to break any of the Ten Commandments. You're not going to commit adultery. If you're walking in your love commandments, the Ten Commandments are all covered. So love is the fulfilling of the entire law. Amen. One commandment he left us to love thy neighbor as we love ourselves. Amen. This is the commandment. This is our number one goal or should be our number one quest in life. Not fame, not fortune, not wealth, not things, not marriage, not people, not houses. Our number one quest in life should be love. We're here for 120 years to perfect our love commandment, to perfect our walk of love. You'll live in divine health and divine wealth as you keep your love commandment intact. Amen? You'll do what the word says as you walk in love. Praise God forevermore. So this is training ground for heaven. Um, I've gotten to the point where I thank God for the men who tried to oppose me, who tried to strengthen my love commandment. Amen? I've gotten in that place where, Lord, thank you for sending them. They're here to strengthen my love walk. Amen? You know, those people who pester you, who just prick you and stuff like that and trouble you. Um, I just take it as they're here to strengthen my love walk. Amen? To perfect me in love because this is training ground. Amen? For eternity, for what's to come. Amen? Our number one quest in life is our love commandment, to be perfected in love. The most spiritual person in the Christian faith and the family of God is not the one doing miracles, signs, and wonders and all this stuff all the time. The most spiritual person is the one walking in their love commandment. Miracle signs and wonders can come if it's done out of a commandment of love, out of walking in love. Don't get me wrong. Jesus did signs and wonders and healed the sick everywhere he go because he was walking in his love commandment first. His number one quest is love. Everything else follows. The works follow the love commandment. Amen? You'll reach the lost if you stay in love. Amen? You'll be a better wife, a better husband, a better father, a better mother if you stay in your love commandment. All these other things are added as you obey the one commandment of love. Amen? Praise God forevermore. It's the commandment that works the fullness of the blessing. Amen. You ran well. Who hindered you from obeying your love commandment or the truth? This persuasion does not come from him who calls you. See, you're called to love. A little leaven leavens the whole lump. I have confidence in you, in the Lord, that you will have no other mind. Developing a mindset of love, the mind of Christ, is the mind of love. Amen? The mind of Christ is the mind of love. But he who troubles you shall bear his judgment, whoever he is. Well, you have a promise there, that the God's going to reconcense tribulation for those who trouble you, another verse says. And there it says again, he who troubles you shall bear his own judgment. So you cast them on God, you pray for them, you stay in your love commandment. Um, God does and fights our battles for us. We live in the victory. Amen. God has battles on your and me behalf so we can stay in victory. We stay in love. We stay in victory. The love of many will wax cold. That's not going to be us. Amen. Keeping our love commandment to the end. Saved in every area of our life. I have confidence in you, in the Lord, that you will have no other mind, the mind of Christ only. 
But he who troubles you shall bear his judgment, whoever he is. And I, brethren, if I still preach circumcision, why do I still suffer persecution? Then the offense of the cross has ceased. I could wish that those who trouble you would even cut themselves off. Verse 13, the love walk. For you, brethren, have been called to freedom, to liberty. Only do not use this freedom or liberty as an opportunity for the flesh. But through love, through love, serve one another. The best way to crucify the flesh and keep it under and keep it nailed to the cross. You know, you were bought with a price through the shed blood of Jesus. The best way to keep our flesh crucified and to walk in our real man, our spirit, is through love continually to serve one another. What can I do for someone else? How can I serve them today? Keeps our flesh pinned back, amen? And our spirit man vibrant and full and in life and living on purpose. But through love, serve one another. If you can't go outside, start serving in your house. That's what God's doing in this day. The church in home, amen? The home church reestablished, amen? God in the house again, in the family units. Serve one another. Start serving your household. Make it a church, amen? This is where church began, in the family, in the home. Amen. For you, brethren, have been called to liberty. Only do not use liberty as an opportunity to flesh, but through love serve one another. For all the laws fulfilled in one word. All the laws fulfilled in one word. Love. All the laws fulfilled in love. For all the laws fulfilled in one word, even in this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, beware, lest you be consumed by one another. So see, we see here, we're to love our neighbors as ourself. If you talk badly and poorly about yourself, it's likely you're a gossiper and talk badly and poorly of others. I'm just saying. You have to love yourself first, with the love that God pours into you as you go to his word for you to enable you to even love anybody else. So it starts with you. You have to love yourself first before you can love somebody else. Amen. Love starts with you. You have to allow the love of God to pour into you, to allow him to wash over your spirit, soul, mind, and body with his written word, with the mighty word of God. You have to develop a love for yourself before you can ever love somebody else. Amen? The love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts through the Holy Spirit. Not our heads, not our mind, will, and emotion, or flesh, but in our hearts. We're internal beings. Amen? We're spirit men. And the love of God comes forth through our hearts. That's why praying in tongues is so important. It keeps you in the love of God because it keeps your spirit man active all day. My spirit's awake when I pray in tongues. That's my spirit man prayeth, Paul says. When you pray in tongues, your spirit's praying. Love is churned up. The fruits of your spirit are churned up. Love, joy, peace, all those things will follow more and more and more as you continue to pray in the spirit more and more and more and more. That's your spirit praying, not your flesh, not your mind. That'll help you live from your spirit, not your flesh, not your mind. Praying in the Spirit. Amen? Direct contact with God, spirit to spirit, love to love. Amen, amen. Beware lest you be consumed by one another. 
So don't talk bad about yourself and don't talk bad about others. But it starts with you first. You need to start talking yourself up every day, speaking to yourself in songs, hymns, and spiritual songs, making melody in your heart to the Lord. The only way you can do that is through an overflow of his spirit and his word. It will stir your real man up. It will feed your real man. Verse 16 says, I say then walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh or walk in your commandment of love and you will not fulfill the lust of your flesh. If you love yourself enough, you're not going to eat that. If you love yourself enough, you're not going to watch that bad movie. You don't want to sow that into yourself. Amen. The more you love yourself, the better you'll take care of yourself. And the better you take care of yourself, the better you'll take care of others. Amen. So it starts with us first. We look within, we feed ourselves on good things. We feed ourselves the word of God like never before. We sow into our spirits daily and we live from our spirits, not our flesh. If you walk in love, you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. They're at ought against each other. And you have both. You're a spirit, but you live in a body. And these are contrary to one another, so that you do not do, so that you, he's talking to the real you, your spirit man, so that you, your spirit, the real you, do not do the things that you wish, your spirit man. But if you are led by the spirit or led by love, you are not under the law because love is the fulfilling of the law. Praise God. Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, witchcraft, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wraths. We can say all these are going to be curbed as you keep your love commandment and love walk, right? These are all opposite to love. Walking in the spirit is walking in love. Amen. All these will be pushed out as you endeavor to walk in love. Contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, hearsays, envy, murders, drunkenness. You're not going to drink yourself to drunk if you love yourself. If you're walking in your love command to yourself, you're not going to feed your flesh. You're going to keep your flesh under and feed your spirit because you love the real you. Amen. And no man ever hated his own body, the Bible says but nourishes it and cherishes it, even as Christ does the church. So the more you love in self, the better you're going to take care of your temple that was bought with a high price. Amen. Our living sacrifice of worship is keeping our flesh under and staying in love. You keep your flesh under by staying in love. Revelries and of the like, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Flesh ruled, flesh reigning, uh, no spirit intervention. Those people will not inherit the kingdom of God. Again, if you love yourself, you'll love others. If you feed your flesh more than your spirit, guess who's going to run things? Your flesh. 
If you just eat food, your natural food, a meal three times a day, and you watch TV, and you're just feeding your flesh, even working out, and just feeding your flesh, and you're just consumed with the flesh, your flesh is going to rule you, and these things will take place. Adultery, fornication, drunkenness, murders, selfishness, contentions, jealousies, envies, outbursts of wrath. Uh, What you feed will grow. If you feed your spirit, it will grow up and reign in your life. If you feed your flesh, it will grow up and put your spirit under. They're at contrary to one another. So I ask you today, who are you feeding most? The real you or the earthly you? The you that lives forever, your spirit man or the flesh? Because who you feed most is going to reign in your life and rule. Amen? Spirit. The word is spirit and truth. It feeds our inner man. Amen? This is our nourishment. This should be our meal three times a day. Amen? This feeds us. And we can't reign in this life as kings through the real us, our spirit men on the earth, unless we're feeding ourselves daily, on a daily basis, more than our flesh. Again, whoever you feed more will reign and rule in your life, the flesh or your spirit. So all these things are kicked out. But, verse 22, Galatians 5, 22, But the fruit of the Spirit, your spirit, your born-again nature, your born-again man on the inside of you, the fruit of your born-again spirit is love. The first fruit is love. And I'll endeavor to say, if you're walking in love, all these other fruits will follow your love walk. All these other fruits are attached to your commandment, your walk of love, your fruit of love. Amen. The joy will work more in your life. The joy of the spirit will function more in your life as you stay in love. It's just so much happier to walk in love. Life is so much more enjoying, uh, joyful and happy when I'm walking in love. It's miserable when I step outside of love. Amen. But just stay in love. Come back in love. Lord, I repent. I get right back in love. That's all it takes. And I feed my man. The love of God is shed abroad in my heart. Yes, sir. I'll stay in my love commandment. It's the only commandment I have. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes. I don't care what the circumstances say. Love never fails. The only verse in the Bible that never fails. Love. God himself never fails. The love of God in me never fails. The agape love in me never fails. I'll love him into heaven. I don't care what they've done against me. I forgive them. Lord, I forgive give my government. I pray for them daily. I love my president. I love the government. I pray for them. Who you pray for, you love. Amen. So stay in your love commandment. Amen. And pray for this nation. Pray for those in your household. Pray for those in your family on a daily basis because the love of God is shed abroad in your and my hearts every single day that we're on this earth and forever. The love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts. But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. You can control your flesh through your love command. Amen? You love yourself to the point where you put your flesh under. No flesh, you don't act up today. I reign and rule as a king of this life over you. I tell you what to do, body. You don't tell me what to do. The flesh does not dictate my path in this life. Love dictates my path. Love is the path of life. Amen? The gate is narrow. The door frame is narrow. The way is narrow. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Love himself. Love is the way to victory. Love is the way to this life. Amen? 
Every step outside of love is a step into sin. And the farther and farther you walk away from love, the farther and farther you walk into hell on the earth. You can live in hell on the earth completely outside your love command. And I've seen people that way who are locked and isolated in their homes right now all by themselves without anyone in their life because they've walked completely out of the commandment of love. Christians have left the command of love, the one and only commandment they have, have isolated themselves and they have no one around them and no one will know when they die because they've walked out of love to the place where they're literally living in captivity in hell itself on the earth. I hope that's not you and me. And if you've seen, if you've seen in your life or in your heart, yeah, yeah, yeah I've, I've taken steps off my love course. I'm still angry. I'm still bitter from the past. I urge you today to come right back in love and get right back on the path. Amen. You may have charted your course way off to here. Only one course correction can bring you right back into the perfect will of God for your life. The love plan. Amen. Love created it all for us. He healed us because he loves us. He prospers us because he loves us. Love worketh all things. Love never fails. Amen. The love of God is shed abroad in your heart through the Holy Ghost this morning. Gentleness and self-control. If you love yourself, you can control your flesh. Against such, there is no law. And those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, or if we live in love, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us also walk in love. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. That's the flesh. Get right back in love. Fill yourself with the Word. Get your love tank back to overflowing. Let love himself pour into you. Amen. Brethren, if a man is overtaken in a trespass, Uh, Just right here, Kenneth Hagin once said, I live a fasted life. And that always stuck with me. You know, he used to, when he pastored a church, he used to fast on Tuesdays and Thursdays without food. And then the Lord started dealing with him on living a fasted lifestyle. So it's not just abstaining from food. It's just knowing when to push back from food, keeping your flesh under. So from that moment forward, he started living a fasted life, a fasted life. And not just in spurts and in extremes. Oh, I'm just going to go without food for 10 days. No, God's looking for a fasted lifestyle. Christianity is a lifestyle. Amen? It's not up and down. Amen? Those Old Testament fasts are not for the New Testament. Amen? You can live a fasted life and pray every day. Amen? Just know when to push back. Know how to keep your flesh under. Don't let it rule and reign in your life. So that's what he did. He stopped fasting on Tuesdays and Thursdays, abstaining completely from food, and just started focusing on a fasted lifestyle all the days of his life, and his ministry flourished. Praise God, praise God forevermore. Feed your spirit. Whatever you feed will grow. Amen. Hallelujah. Brethren, we're wrapping up here. If a man is overtaken in any trespass, any brother or sister, any sin, you who are spiritual... The spiritual ones are the ones who keep their love command, who are walking in the commandment of love on a daily basis. You who are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of gentleness. Well, that's love, isn't it? Doesn't gentleness stem from love? In the spirit of love, 
considering yourself, lest you also be tempted. Bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ, which is love. For if anyone thinks to be something when he is nothing, not a lover, without love it'll profit you nothing, he deceives himself. If you think you're an ultra-spiritual Christian and you're doing all these good works and you're still angry and you haven't forgiven and you're still bitter and you're not walking in your love commandment, it will profit you nothing and you're deceiving yourself. If you're not serving somebody, you're deceiving yourself because you're not walking in love. It's pretty obvious to see. Those who walk in their love commandment are serving. Those who aren't, aren't serving. Love serves. Love gives. It doesn't take. It looks to give. It looks to shed abroad. Service is a demonstration of the love commandment. Amen? So we can look around the church and see those who are serving. Those are the spiritual ones. Those are the ones who are walking in love. They're serving their their body. They're serving the brothers and the sisters of Christ. Amen? This is how you keep your flesh back, is by serving those God loves and that you're supposed to love. It keeps your flesh under and it keeps your real man alive. Ah! My meat is to do the will of him who sent me, to serve one another, to keep serving in love. Amen. If you don't have anything to do, if you don't have a job right now, start serving somewhere. This is how the kingdom functions. Service, seed time and harvest. Amen. What you sow, you'll reap. Amen. Does everyone know the golden rule? (laughs) Do unto others. Kyle Robinson, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. I know you know it. I was raised with that. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. That's the law of Genesis. The law of seed time and harvest. Sowing and reaping. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. What did Jesus say in Luke 6, 38? Give and it shall be given back unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over will others add back to you. That's the golden rule again. Seed time and harvest sowing and reaping. Amen. This is a good message. Praise God. I hope you're getting something from this. Mark 4 talks about the parable of sowing and reaping. If, and Jesus said to his disciples, if you get this parable of seed time and harvest, the law of Genesis, you'll understand how the entire kingdom functions. It's through sowing and reaping. Whether economies fail or not, this principle will always remain. On his shoulders is the government of the kingdom. This is how he runs his government, through seed time and harvest, sowing and reaping. I do unto others as I would have them do back unto me. I don't judge. I don't condemn. um, I don't criticize. I sow forth what I want to see reciprocated. Amen. And that enables me to see the good in others. I'm just pouring into them. And that's hard sometimes. But the more we're filled with life, the more we're filled with the word, the easier and easier it is to do, to walk in love, to sow and to reap. Amen. Praise God. For if anyone thinks to be himself something, when he is nothing, not walking in love, he deceives himself. Let each one of you examine his own work. And then he will have rejoicing in himself alone and not in another. For each one shall bear his own load. 
Love is the highest calling. Love is our greatest quest. And love should be our number one aim in this life. Not money, not wealth, not fame, not fortune. Love should be our number one quest in this life. And that takes the renewing of the mind. Let him who is taught in the word share in all good things with him who teaches. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. If you're so in love, you're going to have love, a harvest of love come back to you. It's guaranteed. If you're sowing out bitterness and hate and anger and wrath, that's what's going to continually come back to you. Amen. You have in your life now what you've sown. What you've consistently put out into the lives of others is what's being put back into your life. Think about that. Because some of us may want to change that by starting to plant new seeds. Because whatever a man sows, that shall he also reap. If I want friendship, I've said it before, I must learn to be friendly. I must sow out friendliness. You sow what you want. Amen? And that's being a doer of the word keeping your love commandment, continually sowing love into the lives of others. Whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. For he who sows to this flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. But he who sows to his spirit will of his spirit reap everlasting life. That's what the tithe does. The tithe is 10% to God, and God doesn't spend it on himself. God spends it on your spirit, your and my spiritual development. That's what our 10% tithe does on every dollar that come in. That we're faithfully tithing. Amen? It's enhancing the kingdom. That's the tax of the kingdom, so to speak. But he doesn't use it on himself. He uses it to feed his sheep, to feed his flock. Amen? To spread the word. Praise God. You can't outgive God. He who sows to his flesh will have the flesh reap corruption. He who sows to his spirit will have the spirit reap everlasting life. And let us not grow weary while doing good, while loving. For in due season we shall reap. If we do not lose heart, love never fails. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all, especially to those who are of the household of faith, and faith worketh by love. Amen. I'm Elisha Van Andy, and I approve this message. Amen. Thank you for tuning in to us today. We love you all. Thank you for partnering us. Uh, we're believing for 100 partners for this ministry. So we should just take the gospel and I could just go into full-time ministry and take the gospel into the ends of the earth. Amen. I'm believing for 100 partners for this ministry, consistent givers into this ministry. Amen. To launch me out into the deep. Praise God forevermore. And my wife and children because we're all in the same ship. Amen. We're all in the same boat. So we're believing for that. 100 partners for this ministry. I want to give you a couple prosperity verses on sowing and reaping before we take up our offering. You can give at elishamarkministries.com or you can text word at the ranch to 44321 and you can sow your seed and give that way and support this ministry that's taking off. Genesis 26:12 says Isaac sowed in the land of famine and reaped a hundredfold in the same year. Um a prophet that we follow and this ministry supports, Jerry Savell. His word for 2020 is, it's the year of the open door for supernatural increase. Well, that word's coming to pass no matter what, if you believe it or not. Amen? That word is coming to pass. This is your year for supernatural increase. Second Chronicles 2020, get that. It's 2020 right now, the year 2020. Second Chronicles 2020 says, Believe in the Lord your God and you shall be established. 
believe his prophets, his prophets, that's the key, his prophets, not false prophets, his prophets that preach the word and you shall prosper. Well, the prophet has said this. This is the year for supernatural increase, 2020. Amen. Ecclesiastes 11.4 says this. He who watches the wind shall not sow. If you're moved by the stock market, if you're watching the stock market every day, if you're watching the wind, the waves, and the circumstances, you won't sow. Therefore, you won't reap. And that's just what the devil wants you to do, to get you to stop sowing, because he knows your harvest is in your seed. Amen. I'm not saying sow into this ministry. If the Lord's telling you to, so be it. But you need to plant seed consistently somewhere where the Lord says, amen, into good ground and a good soil. So you consistently reap harvest, amen? Yes, financial harvest, flourishing and famine, amen? Our business is flourishing. This ministry is flourishing. We have not wavered financially. We've actually had more finances come in during this time because we're tithers and we're habitual sowers. That's the only reason, amen? I'm not that good of a chef. <laughs> but praise God that seed time and harvest works. Amen. And the harvest just keeps coming in because we keep pumping out seed. We're habitual sowers. Tithing, yeah, that's like breathing air. Sowing seed into other ministries and other ministers have brought our finances way up, especially in time and famine. And God is showing off because of it. Amen. Amen. When the world fades away, you'll just rise up higher and higher. Praise God. He who watches the wind shall not sow, and he who observes the clouds shall not reap. So you have to keep calling in your harvest, even when the pressure's on. Harvest, you come to me. I've been a sower of seed. I've been a faithful tither to my church. I'm calling in my harvest in Jesus' name. I'm not moved by the circumstances, by the wind and the waves. I call in my harvest. My angels go and get it and bring it into my bank accounts and hands. Amen. Don't stop sowing and don't stop calling in your harvest no matter what the season. Amen. And finally, we walk by faith and not by sight. We walk by faith and not by sight. One last verse. I know I said finally. This is the last verse. Psalm 126. And this is the one the Lord put on my heart. Psalm 126. Thank you for taking your Saturday to be with us and to join us while we're in quarantine. Amen. Praise God. I'm planning on that lifting by the end of the month. Amen? That was the last I heard, so I'm sticking with that. April, it's finished. Psalm 126, a joyful return to Zion. When the Lord brought back the captivity of Zion, his people, we were like those who dream. Are you a dreamer? You should be dreaming right now. Amen? Dream again. We were like those who dream. Then our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongue with singing. Then they said, among the nations, among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us, and we are glad. Bring back our captivity, O Lord, as the streams in the south. Those who sow in tears shall reap in joy. Amen. Don't take notice of the circumstances. Keep with the plan of God of seed time and harvest, sowing and reaping. The Bible promises you that those who sow in tears, yeah, it's been tough for us to sow sometimes, shall reap in joy, but we've always reaped in joy every time. Amen. He who continually goes forth weeping, bearing seed for sowing, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him, bringing in the harvest. That's a promise from Almighty God. 
that whatsoever you sow, that shall you also reap. Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this message. I thank you for blessing every life that's tuned in today. I thank you for our podcast at Word of the Ranch so that I can go forth, that the word is going forth on social media all around this world. I thank you, Lord, that lives are touched, that households and families are blessed. If you need a financial miracle today, I pronounce it in your life, over your family, over your bank accounts. Your storehouses are blessed in Jesus' name. Your health prospers now in Jesus' name. By his stripes, you were healed. So take your healing right now by force and receive it. Amen. Say, I'm the healed. I'm the flourishing one. I'm the prosperous one on the earth. No matter what happens around me, I live in heaven. I reign over the circumstances of this life. I will not fear any man. I will not give place to fear. My faith is high today. My faith is at unprecedented levels because I have more time in the word of the living God. And faith comes by hearing and hearing by it. Say, I'm a victorious one. Say, I'm a champion. Say, I'm more than a conqueror through him who loves me. And I shed that love around me every single day of my life. I am a faithful lover, Lord, in Jesus' precious name, and I spread your kingdom on the earth. In Jesus' name. We love you, and thank you for being with us. Have a great day. Have a great weekend. See you next Saturday. Bye for now.